let's just throw it out there and see where it lands. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone, to another week of the ENC podcast. Um, I'm joined again by Steph Jones, the one and only. How's it going? Hey, how you doing? (laughs) We invited a couple other people this week, but they unfortunately could not make it. Um, So it'll just be the two of us today. Just the two of us. We can make it if we try. Just the two of us. And that is our intro. No, but really, welcome back. Uh, we left you off last time with part of our Christmas in July series. Um, so hopefully you've been feeling the Christmas spirit the past couple of weeks um, as we've talked about different things with the nativity scene. But this week, you know, this is kind of going to be a transition for us. Um, we're going to take a couple weeks off after this episode uh, before the school year kicks back in and we um, launch the podcast again probably in mid-August. Um, so be sure to watch out for the next episodes. But for today, Steph, I thought maybe we could just kind of, you know, talk about where the podcast has come from the beginning. Um, Of course, it all started because of COVID and just trying to find a way to still connect with students, um, even though they're not on campus, um, sharing stories, sharing scripture, all of that. So, you know, we started out with Moesha and Joey hosting um, the Mo and Joe show. (laughs) they were a fun group um to have on there um but really i feel like it's it's kind of transitioned throughout the whole um season i guess this first season of the podcast from thursdays with mo and joe to um you know we had some overflow episodes where we asked the questions like is god punishing us with covid19 mm. is that um you know some people do believe that and so we, they tackled, you know, some of those hard questions in that. Mm-hmm. Um, one of my favorite questions they asked were, um, is live stream really church? Um, how do you still, <laughs> it's a big one. Yeah. How do you still connect with the church body, with the body of Christ through a screen? Um, you know, just as Steph and I, you, we're doing that right now through Zoom. So we have to, um, I know. <laughs> thank the Lord we at least have Zoom and some of those technologies to mm-hmm. do that kind of thing. Um, But then we really transitioned into the Ohana series and talked about or uh, talked with some members of the ENC community, uh, Master Intelligence, Ann Cawthorn, and then even some alumni at the Anchor of Whole Ministry, which was a really cool um, opportunity to connect with them. And then I think one of my favorite series has been the Conversations That Matter. Steph, you know, you were a part of that, so you're Mm -hmm. welcome to share any thoughts, you know, you have on that series. but yeah, do you yeah. have anything you want to share about that one? That was good. Yeah, I mean, I thought that was good too. And I, just to piggyback, I love where the podcast is flowing. And I feel like we're not locked into just one topic, one genre, mm-hmm. one group of people. It's mm-hmm. just like, you know, you pick the topic and it's a universal topic that can go anywhere. I mean, all of these series could have, you know, expanded or lasted throughout the entire school year, summer, and then picked up. But it's, I think it's good to kind of jump around, get variety. I love the Mo and Joe show. I mean, that was just so cute. The name alone was just like, yes, but topics were good. The Ohana series. I mean, these were really good topics, but I did. I I love the conversations that matter. You know what I mean? Because it needed to be had. And I I think that this, our campus, our community needed to have that conversation. Um, 
you know, it was good. I like, I like the transition that the podcast is taking, you know, um, shoot, it gives me something to do. Cause I'm like, how many naps can I take? <laughs> if I stay in my bed any longer, I'm going to become a part of my bed. So <laughs> I want to make sure, <laughs> you know, so Absolutely. yeah, I think it, I think it's good. And, um, you know, we definitely have some ideas coming up. I, I think it's good. I think where we're going, the progress is good. And I feel like we're doing what a podcast should do. You inform people, you know, you give out things that you think people want to hear. And I feel like the responses have been good too. So I think we're on a good track, but I I think my favorite series was um, Conversations That Matter. It was, Mm -hmm. it was a, it wasn't awkward. It was just a tough conversation that needed to be had. So I thought it was good. Uh, Looking forward to more, you know, kind of tough conversations. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. Love that. And I think too, kind of like you were saying, you know, it feels like we're really kind of hitting all areas of ENC, like yeah. not sticking with just the Office of Spiritual Development or, you know, people from all areas of campus are able to join in on the conversations and just participate in the podcast experience. So I really do love how that's um, taken shape. Um, but after conversations that matter, you know, me and you the past two weeks have got to talk about Christmas. Yeah. Um, which if it weren't for the podcast, you know, I'm a, a hardcore Christmas after Thanksgiving person. But, you know, given the way the world is today, we needed a little Christmas spirit. Um, a little pick me up, maybe <laughs> you can say here in the I month think of so. July. Um, so I guess one thing, you know, we could talk about Seth. Have you learned anything throughout this whole uh, pandemic or anything that you would want to share with uh, our listeners today that you've learned? I feel like the biggest thing that I have learned throughout the entire pandemic is just how much control that I'm not in. Mm-hmm. You know, how everything is literally out of my control. I don't mean, of course, my bodily functions. I don't, if anyone's getting technical, <laughs> I'm just going to nip that right in the bud. I don't mean that. <laughs> I mean, you know, and I believe you called it like this, having the illusion of being in control. Mm. I think we all have that. We have that illusion that, oh, I can control this, control that. The pandemic showed us, no, you don't. You know what I mean? And I I think there are varying opinions on who sent the pandemic, you know, you know, Satan, God, you know, but it's like whoever sent it, there was a lesson to be learned in it. Mm-hmm. And I hope everyone took the time to learn the lesson, you know, or that same lesson is going to come back around. But the lesson for me was like, Steph, you're not in control. Mm -hmm. And there's a comfort and there's a peace in not being in control. You know what I mean? For those who aren't believers or for those who don't believe in God, you know, um, it it can mean different things. But for me, I take comfort in knowing that I'm not in control. And the one that I trust to be in control, he knows the future. You know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. that. I'm like, oh, I can rest my head on my multiple pillows, you know, at (laughs) night, (laughs) you know, knowing that I'm not in control first, that's a little alarming because you're like, well, okay, what, you know, it's like (laughs) taking your hands off the steering wheel, right? That's what I learned, Shelby. I'm not in control. And then coming to grips with being okay with not being in control. Mm. I feel like that's huge, a huge thing to try to come to grips with. And you said this word trust too. Um, I found myself, I don't know if you're feeling this at all, But the more I read and see and videos I watch and all that trying to, again, come up with this illusion of control and understanding even, um, the less I trust the things that I read. 
because I feel like half the time I'll read something and then read another thing and they're completely, you know, they contradict each other totally. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like I've been in this place lately of like, well, I don't know who to trust or who's right or who's wrong. Um, I guess that's just the Enneagram five in me always looking for the answer um, to those big questions. But I feel like control and trust can even go hand in hand in that. I agree. So I'm an eight. So (laughs) for me, (laughs) control, I I have to be in it. If Mm. not me, who? I'm like, oh, if the world more people like me we'd be all right you know we'd be spinning i don't really think like that but sometimes but um (laughs) but so control i'm glad you mentioned the enneagram you know because trust for me is like it's hard to do but control like letting go of that control is even greater because i'm like i need to be in control of the situation you know so it it does it challenge like it it challenges me to just kind of fall back, you know, and yeah, do only what I can. But I think it leads to a deeper thing too about like people having that level of anxiety. When something is out of your control, there's a level of anxiety that you have that you're like, oh my gosh, you know, we talked about mental health earlier. So it's like, I feel like it's good for our mental health to realize quick, sooner rather than later that we are not in control, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know? So. Yeah, and I think you, I think you even said this right then is like, in that letting go of control, like to let go of control of something is to trust that the person that does have control over it is like doing the thing they need to be doing. Yeah. And so that, that can even translate, you know, if you do have a relationship with God, like to say, all right, I'm, I know I recognize I'm not in control of this to really truly believe that and say that is to trust that he is, that he does have that control. So uh yeah I just think that's a a big piece of it too and you know even when you do talk about mental health um so much of that is even like anxiety in general I feel like is this desire to have some sort of control over the situations in our own life and in our own experience but it is ultimately most of those things aren't totally in our control I would say oh man that's so true you know true i am um, i'm seeing just the levels of anxiety go up um and i feel like it's in the atmosphere like now that's why i don't watch the news because yeah. i feel like it's sensationalism and we want to get you to a certain um emotional state so that you make these decisions look at 9 11 I don't, there's so many conspiracy theories out there. It was an inside job from America. You know, it was a jihadist terrorist group. Okay, Mm -hmm. but what did it do? It made us get into such a panic that we kind of signed away our rights into the Patriots Act. You know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. there's certain things that happened because people were so afraid. When you're in fear, you make decisions, you know, that you typically wouldn't. So I think that, I don't know who, I don't know who they is and them. They want us and, you know, I don't know who that is. I have my own thoughts about it, but Mm. whoever they is, they are doing a good job of, you know, in making people be in a frenzy. And then you make kind of frantic decisions like buying up a bunch of toilet paper that you could never, I mean, let's talk about that. (laughs) The craziest things that happened. No, you know, no Lysol, no Clorox, Mm -mm. hand sanitizer. I mean, 
I was like, where are we living? You know, what is going on? Why do you need like all of the toilet paper, all of the paper towels? You know, I don't even know where that stems from. Where did that come from? I don't know. I mean, I saw this one uh, video on social media somewhere of this dad who like counted up all of the toilet paper that his wife had bought and brought into the house. And he was like, everyone in this house will have to go to the bathroom like 50 times a day over the next month to use all of this toilet paper. He was like, there's no need for us to be buying all of this. But it is like, if someone says, oh, there's, there's going to be a toilet paper shortage, what's the first thing everyone does? Goes out and buys everything there is. Every single yeah. thing. So I think, you know, you mentioned it to you with media, like there's this ability to paint just about any picture that again, whoever the they is, um, can paint just using that, that kind of source, I guess you could say. So in thinking about that, um, the anxiety that's so like easily stirred up, especially in this day with COVID and everything going on in our world, what then do you think is maybe a solution or um, something that maybe our listeners could use as a way to fight against that? That's such a good question. You know what I mean? And it's, it's difficult to answer because a lot of people don't want to hear about prayer, yeah. meditation, scripture, and really staying close to God. A lot of people don't want to hear about mm-hmm. that. You know, there's no quick fix because we're human, because we are surrounded in the sinful nature. Mm-hmm. That stuff is going to penetrate if you let it. It's hard to train your mind to say, I'm not going to be anxious. Yeah. Or I'm going to keep repeating scripture. I, okay, I'm going to keep repeating this. Uh, I trust God. You know, I've learned to be content in all things. Those are my scriptures. Mm-hmm. Philippians 4, 11 through 13. Like, those are the ones I run to. I've learned yeah. to be content in all situations. I know how to be hungry. I don't like to mm-hmm. be, but I know how to be. You know, I, I know how to be full. Yeah. I've learned in everywhere in all situations, you know, and then 13 saying I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Okay. Mm-hmm. I had to train myself to do that. Yeah. There are days that I don't want to quote those scriptures. I, I'm like, what, what is this doing for me? But it does have a good benefit. So I would say get in a devotion that works for you. You know, you don't have to go to King James version. If you can't understand, get into so that, <laughs> Thou, thou, I mean, that's a tough one, you know, that turns a lot of people off. Yeah. It's important to find a devotion that works for you, that you can agree with, that you can connect with, and then get in that. I don't like to start my mornings without doing my devotion. And when I say devotion, I mean either reading a scripture, listening to worship music, or just having that conversation with God. It gives me such a sense of peace. It's truly the peace that passes all understanding. But Shelby, people don't want to hear that answer. No. And I'm like, okay, you can look for it anywhere you want. You can look yeah. at any substance, a person. You can go out to Club COVID. You can do whatever you want, right? I mean, don't come around me if you go. Yeah, but. for real. <laughs> but there's no other solution. Yeah. There's no other long-lasting solution. We're trying to fill a, a God-sized void with things that just mm. don't work. So my advice would be not to run away from God in this moment, but really to get closer because there's for me there's no sanity outside of god Mm -mm. Mm -mm. there's no sanity and there's there's no rest it's Mm. always going to be like oh my gosh i'm overwhelmed i'm crashing and when i feel myself getting there i'm like oh i'm checking myself okay so i've I've strayed away from reading my scripture i've strayed away from having those conversations with god and it's about your team i'm not trying to preach but it's about your team (laughs) 
<laughs> who you have around you in this time. You have to have very positive people around you. Mm. I don't mean delusional where everything's all right, la 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 la. Yeah. But I can admit that something's going on. But I'm like, hey, remember what God brought you through, or remember when this, mm. you know, happened. The team matters. The team is important. If you find yourself around negative people or people who just, you know, don't don't encourage you, don't edify you, switch your team up. You know, switch mm. your friends up. So that's good. That's good yeah. stuff. Yep. Thank you. I am 100% on board with you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think I always think about just like that scripture that says like, fix your eyes on Jesus. Like when we're looking at Jesus, we aren't seeing all those things that cause anxiety and fear and that's good and all of that. And so in your turning to the Lord, what you just shared there, um, you know, I think it is important. Like you said, find the devotion that works for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are so many ways that you can connect with God all the time we'd say that or people will say it's only like prayer and just reading KJV example for example but there's so many other ways there's so many ways to pray like there's not even a set like one way that's the only way that God's going to hear your prayer there's so many ways that you can have that exchange and that interaction with God so again if if you find yourself in that place of being anxious or fearful in this time, which is totally understandable given what's going on in our world and in our country, even, um, you know, that is our encouragement. I think for you today is to just find that way that you can connect to the Lord, find those friends that will push you to do that. Um, as Steph said, if you need to change your team up, that's okay. You sometimes need to change your team up, um, just to find those ways that you can still connect. Um, so Steph, you got any other words of, of wisdom or encouragement you want to share before we hop off? No, that's about it. You know, just to stay encouraged, you know, I don't know, reach out Mm. for me. I know I always feel like I'm bothering someone, but you bother your friends, you know, and and check on your strong friends because those Mm. who put up a good front are the, are the main ones suffering. It's like a puzzle piece. That's what I learned in the pandemic too. Like we're all puzzle pieces. We all have to fit together. Shelby, you have something for me. I have something for you. Mm-hmm. And we only know it when we talk to each other. Yeah. You know what I mean? I haven't picked up my telepathic skills. I'm trying to work <laughs> on them. You know, some people painted during the pandemic. Yeah, some people, yeah. you know, learn how to knit. I'm trying to read minds. I haven't Perfect. gotten that yet, you know? <laughs> so you only know unless you talk to someone mm-hmm. and have those conversations. So it is important. So Absolutely. Yep. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for joining us, Steph. And sharing all the wisdom and insight and our Christmas conversations and everything, all of our yes. laughs. Yes. Um, and, and for listeners out there, if you need help finding a way to connect with the Lord or um, even connect with friends that are pursuing God with their whole hearts, um, feel free to reach out to us. We are more than happy to um, help you find those ways to connect or, you know, develop those spiritual disciplines um, even more so than now. So um, feel free to reach out to us. Um, But thank you again for joining us today. Um, We hope that you have enjoyed the podcast. um, And we hope that you will tune in again when we start back up here in just a couple weeks. Bye. Bye.